This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome to it. It's about uh, seven minutes after four o'clock here, and we are ready to go, so we hope you are as well. Phone lines, yeah, they're all open for you. It is a live Call-in show, 604-280-9898 is the way to go. You want to send along an email. That is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as we uh, go through the show this hour, anytime you want to go check it out, it is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Tons of information there about employment law. Most of it uh, going to be very handy and useful to you sometime during your career. So have a glance at it at least. Also, the severance pay calculator is uh, rolled into the pocketemploymentlawyer.ca web page as well so you can do that uh coming up here everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal that's some of your emails on the way shortly but as i mentioned we'll kick it off here and get your phone calls lined up 604-280-9898 bring it on we are ready to go how are you pal hey john i am certainly ready to go and excited to be back here always am to talk about employment law and workplace rights and if this is your first time tuning into our show, what we do here, as we do every week, is we talk about your rights in the workplace, your entitlements, your situations, your problems, and we try to solve them. So if you have a problem with your boss, with your job, with your compensation, with your layoff or your severance package, whether it's COVID-19 related or not, maybe you want to know, can your employer do what it's what it's trying to do? Well, no need to wonder. Now is the time to give us a call, to talk to us, to ask questions, to hopefully feel better about your workplace rights because there are solutions there are answers the law still is here it operates and it protects you and it's actually quite quite good in bc so let's talk about what what your workplace rights are and if you didn't get a chance to call today or you don't want to call in today but you want us to talk to me privately we'll give you my call in and email information throughout the show so that you can reach out to me privately but as always like to start off with a couple situations that came across my desk over the past few days so I was uh, speaking with someone that uh, was recently called back to work after being off for COVID-19. It came back about a couple of weeks ago, but returned to a part-time role. Uh, he was a full-time uh, in a full-time position, but the, he was brought back part-time. He was told it's going to be temporary, uh, so he went back part-time. Except, found out uh, just last week that he was being let go. Company said things didn't pick up the way we had wanted them to. So unfortunately, you know, we like you to death, but we cannot uh, keep you, so we're letting you go. Now this person had been employed with the company for 10 years, and the company says we're gonna give you six months pay, but we're gonna give that to you based on your part-time wages. Because mm-hmm. you were making, you know, you're working part-time at the, at the time we let you go, so we're gonna give you that. So the person called me, he wanted to know two things. Number one is six months enough. I've been there for 10 years. And number two, can they in fact pay me on my part-time wages? So let's start with the six months. No, it's not enough. In fact, he was owed up to a year's pay. You know, he was an older gentleman uh, and he had a mid-level role, decent salary. And because of that, he was actually owed about 12 months pay. Forget about six months, double what they've offered him. But here's the key. They also had to pay him based on his full salary, not his reduced salary. Why? Because he had only been in that reduced role for a short period of time, he hadn't yet been considered to have accepted it. It hadn't yet become a term of employment. And because of that, now they have to pay him his severance based on his total compensation. So really what they offered him is 25 cents on the dollar. It was terrible. 
and I'm going to help them resolve it. It's not going to be hard, but I wanted to remind everyone two things. Number one, chances are if you're let go, you're owed more compensation. That's true always, COVID-19 or not COVID-19, always true. But especially now, if you're accepting a position with less pay, less hours, be careful. Tell your employer that you're not agreeing to it permanently because you want to preserve your right to get your severance based on your full compensation, not your reduced compensation. If you have any questions about that, always reach out to me. But when it comes to severance, now it's more important than ever to make sure you get your full entitlements. Again, 604-280-9898. You want to reach out to Leora and the team when we're not on the air. That is also a uh, an option for you. That's 604-283-3123. What else you got going on? I spoke with a lady uh, right uh, before the weekend, and she had recently uh, been called back to work. And she didn't have childcare, but she made some efforts. The, where she usually sent her child, they said, no, we don't have room because we're in limited capacity. Uh, she couldn't find anyone else and told her employer, listen, I, I still can't find any childcare. Her employer responded, said, well, that's your problem. Uh, you got to find childcare. We're expecting you back at work on this day at this time. And she was very upset and, and, you know, what do I do? I can't leave my, my, my kid alone. So she called me and she wanted to know, well, what do I do? And I've been getting a lot of these calls and emails over the past week or two. So here's the thing. If there is childcare available, you are expected to make efforts to, to get that childcare so that you can go back to work. Assuming you've been called back to work. So you have to make those efforts. You can't simply say, well, I don't want to. If you say, I don't want to, then yeah, that may be considered a resignation. But, if you've tried to find childcare and you cannot, either because where you usually send your child, that place is closed or they're not taking your child or whatever it is, if you cannot find childcare, you're allowed still to stay off work. You cannot be fired. That's not a resignation and you can continue on the CERB. So this employer actually is wrong. Now, what I told her to do is tell her to tell her employer exactly what she did to try to find childcare. If he still gives her a hard time, I'm going to get involved. But I want everyone to remember, if you're in a situation where you cannot find childcare, tell your employer, tell them that you've tried and you are still allowed to be off work. Again, calling through uh, 604-280-9898 is the number. You can go help at employmentlawyer.ca. That is the email address. It is a 713, so just getting warmed up. Lots of time to go. Everything you need to know about the wrongful dismissal. Now, before we talk about what a wrongful dismissal is, why don't you tell us first what it is not? And usually when I start talk to someone that's lost their job, I, I always start by explaining what a wrongful dismissal isn't. Uh, so a wrongful dismissal isn't a situation where you were let go for a false reason or an unfair reason. Uh, th that's because an employer is allowed to let you go pretty much for any reason as long as severance is paid. So you may not like the reason. You may, and, and I get often people saying, well, my employer told me that it's restructuring, but I saw them posting for my job, so clearly they lied. Or my employer said that, uh, you know, I, I'm, they're going to let me go even though there's someone more junior to me. So that's wrong. And it is wrong, but it's not illegal. You know, it may be wrong on an ethical yeah. level or on a moral level, but it's not illegal. So generally speaking, a wrongful dismissal has nothing to do with the reason. It has nothing to do with the company's honesty. It has nothing to do with whether the company really has other motives for letting you go. Keep in mind, a company is allowed to let you go so long as severance is paid. 
So, here we go. Let's get into the first one. We know what it isn't, so explain exactly what is a wrongful dismissal, the counter to that one. That's right. So, we know that a wrongful dismissal is not have any, does not have anything to do with the reason. So, what a wrongful dismissal really is, it's all about severance. A wrongful yeah. dismissal is a situation when you're let go and you're not paid proper severance. So if you're let go and you're owed eight months pay and you're paid less than that or offered less than that, you've been wrongfully dismissed. The reason may be legitimate or illegitimate. It comes down to compensation. It comes down to severance. And the problem is many people don't even understand that they've been wrongfully dismissed because they don't know that they're owed more severance. So as surprising as this may sound, what a wrongful dismissal simply is, is a situation where you've been let go, you were owed a certain amount of severance, and you have not been offered that amount. If that's you, you've been wrongfully dismissed. 417, plenty of time for you to, uh, to chime in, join the show if you, uh, if you care to. 604-280-9898. Make that call. Don't be bashful. This is why we do the show every week. It is a, a live call-in show, and it's all set for you. And uh, your questions. In the meantime, though, getting back to everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal. So how can someone know if they've been wrongfully dismissed? What do you think? Well, it's actually easy. But before I even tell you how you find out for sure, most, pretty much everyone that's been let go has to assume that they have been only because in 90% of the cases, 90% of the cases, people are in fact wrongfully dismissed. So it's very common. And if you have that mindset, then you will know that you need to seek that information. So there's a number of things to know for sure. First of all, obviously you want to take a look at your severance letter and understand what the company is offering you, uh, if they have offered you pay. And then be, now what you do is you, you can call me or even easier, you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And the reason you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is because we have a severance calculator tool right there that actually allows you to find out if you've been wrongfully dismissed. We may as well be calling it the wrongful dismissal calculator because it allows you to find out if the severance that you've been offered is appropriate, if it's right. If it is, great. If it's not, that means you've been wrongfully dismissed. So it's easy to do that. And by the way, the, the calculator on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is free. It's anonymous. It takes seconds. You answer three questions. You're done, and you have that information. So you you, you call me. You you go to Pocket Employment Lawyer. You call on another employment lawyer. If you don't like me, that's okay. But that's what you do. What you don't do is you don't go to Google University. You don't call the Employment Standards Branch that cannot help you in a termination situation. You don't call your uh, your buddy Ted, who's a real estate lawyer. You have to do this right. All right, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, a really terrific place to start. Well, now that uh, you're listening, you may know what it is. You may have it down to a, a bit of a finer point. So how common are wrongful dismissals? So I review severance packages pretty much for a living. I, I do them every day, and my team of uh, you know 28 lawyers, we do that all the time. And so we, we, we have a pretty extensive history and, and, uh, you know, pretty much we've been, we've been studied this. So we have numbers for all this. And I can tell you that in over 90% of cases, the individuals that come see us, and we're talking thousands of people over the years, they've been wrongfully dismissed. 90% of the time. So if you're looking at that severance package, chances are, if you're a betting man, Every day, any day, you'd bet on the fact that you're owed more compensation. So that's why it's so, so important to get that advice. In fact, when I review a severance package and it's good, 
I actually am I'm surprised. I go down the hall and tell my colleagues, can you believe it? I actually reviewed a good severance package today. It, it, it's that rare, all right? So you have to understand, and, and you have to do something about it, of course, before you sign off on it. Every single week I speak with people that, that heard my show or, or found pocketemploymentlawyer.ca after they've already signed off on it, and they realize, okay, Lior, I'm owed another $30,000. Help me get it, except I can't if you've already signed it. So it's very common. It's not a big deal, by the way, to resolve. So if you now you know what to do. You have to assume you've been wrongfully dismissed because chances are you have been. And if you have a call, you want to get more information right here, ask a question. Don't be bashful. Bring it on. That's why we're here. Phone lines are open. we got lots of them, 604 280 9898 is the way to go. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And as mentioned, you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. That is 24-7, a lawyer at your disposal in the digital form, talking about everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal. So your employer gets cute. They uh, they gave you notice of termination, but instead of severance, uh, could you still be wrongfully dismissed? So notice versus money, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So I've talked about severance, and I told you that your severance – uh, has to be paid out to you. And if you don't get enough severance, then you've been wrongfully dismissed. And of course, the main factors are your age, position, and the length of employment. But the reality is that your employer can choose to give you advance notice instead of paying you severance. So if as long as your employer gives you sufficient notice, then they're allowed to do that. So if you're owed 10 months severance, for example, instead of giving you that 10 months, your employer uh, can simply give you 10 months notice of your termination of employment. They can tell you today we're telling you that 10 months from now you're losing your job. If they give you sufficient notice, then that's okay. Or they could do a combination. Let's assume you're owed 10 months. They can say we're going to give you six months notice and we'll pay you four months at the end of it. Six plus four equals 10, no problem. The issue here, John, is that most employers that provide notice provide insufficient notice, just not enough. So my let's use my 10-month example. Your employer may give you four months notice. But wait a second. They still owe you another six months pay. So right. chances are, even if you've received advance notice of termination, you've still been wrongfully dismissed because you may be owed additional compensation at the end of that notice. That's why it's so, so important to call to get some advice or go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and do that before it's too late. It is uh, 4.23 here. Still plenty of time for you to ask your questions. 604-280-9898 is the number you want to use. Nicholas, thanks for uh, thanks for standing by. How are you? Happy, happy, happy. Beautiful. What's going on? Well, I turned 60 this year, and I'm wondering when they can say, oh, we don't want you anymore. <laughs> Great question. Well, they can, they can say we don't want you anytime, but they can't say we don't want you because of your age. The company is not allowed to let someone go because of their age, whether it's 60, 65, or 75. They cannot let you go because of age. If they do, that's a human rights violation, age discrimination. So they can let you go at any time uh, because they they want to bring someone and pay them less or because they want to cut costs or they want to hire the boss's cousin. They could do uh, that. They They would have to pay you severance, of course, but they cannot let you go ever because of your age. All right, so I've worked for this company for eight years, and I think that they'll never send me away until they say that I, I'm not, not capable of working anymore. So 
if they say I'm not capable of working, and I, I'll know when that that is, mm-hmm. how would that, the rules work on that? So, for example, if you can't do your job because there's a medical condition, let's say, then you you they have to accommodate you. They can't just say, well, too bad, you have a medical condition, you're out of here. If it's not tied to a medical condition, yeah, they would have to let you go with severance. Now, you've been there for eight years. Uh, what kind of a job, Nicholas? Uh, concrete. Concrete for me. So if they let you go tomorrow, they'd probably owe you right around nine to ten months' pay. All right, and obviously, the longer you're still there, the older you're gonna be, etc. The more they're gonna owe you. But if they let you go tomorrow, that's what you'd be looking at, right around nine months' pay. Uh, remember, they cannot let you go because of a medical condition. If you ever have a medical condition, then you want to give them a doctor's note and ask for accommodation. They cannot Actually, let you go because I, of age. I'm lucky. I have. Uh, we have some uh, insurance. So. Uh, like we pay into a insurance plan, so I'd probably be able to cover it with insurance too. Well, it de- depends when that happens. That would only pay you till 65. So right now, if something happened, you know, ho- hopefully it doesn't. If it did, you're right. There would be disability insurance, but disability insurance only covers you to 65. So Nicholas, best advice, if you're concerned ever they're going to let you go, or if they do let you go, or if they won't accommodate you, reach out to me. Happy to talk to you. I love it. But, uh, you said 65. Is that the magic number when they're going to say, hey, we don't want you anymore? No, 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 no. no, no. That, the, the insurance plan only covers you to 65. No, no. It has nothing to do. They cannot let you go at 65. They cannot let you go because of your age. Even if you decide to work till 85, they cannot let you go because of your age. But that, that insurance plan only provides benefits till the age of 65. Appreciate it, Nicholas. You want to reach out further, ask some more questions at 604-283-3123. That's to call Lior and the uh, the folks at the firm, 604-283-3123. That's an interesting distinction. And we always, you know, we're, we're so into this every week. and We've been doing it so long, you longer as a lawyer, but we often forget that people don't realize there's no such thing as age limitation on work anymore. That's been probably over a dozen years since that was even law, right? That's right. We used to have mandatory retirement, and yeah. a company could make you retire at 65. That's long since gone. So a company cannot decide when you're going to retire ever. They cannot base, base their d- decision on your age, regardless of how old you are. And if you are of a certain age and you have some physical limitations, the company has to make all reasonable efforts to accommodate them. Modified duties, modified hours, etc. Time off work if needed. They cannot pick on you. They cannot mistreat you. They cannot discriminate against you because of your age ever. If that happens, that is that is illegal. It's an age discrimination. Uh, that's something that the law deals with quite harshly. If that ever happens, reach out to me. Happy to help. What happens to a guy like Nicholas if it gets to a point physically where it's, he literally can't do the job, and the employer's like, "Man, you're you know you're you're a concrete format. Like we can't. There's nothing we can do. We've tried everything. We can't accommodate you." Then what happens? If he's at the point where he simply cannot do the job legitimately, yeah, they're allowed to yeah. terminate, and they would have to pay him severance. But they would have to show that there's really no ability to accommodate. A lot of times I see companies jumping the gun when they can accommodate. They're able to provide some help, some assistance, modify duties, and they choose not to. You know, it's a pain in the butt. I'd rather just, you know, let the person go. No, that is illegal. If you reach a point where you cannot accommodate, that's when you have to, where you're allowed to start thinking in terms of termination and severance. 
We'll take a, a quick break, get them information quickly and swiftly like Nicholas did. Make that phone call. Same thing, 604-280-9898-433. Yeah, we are back at it. Hope you're uh, still joining us here. Employment Law Show number to call in and get wise really quick like Nicholas did, 604-280-9898. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. By the way, you want to reach Lior and the team anytime when we're not on air. Avoid Google. Go right to the source, 604-283-3123, and the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Right back to it. We're talking about everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal. Now, we've spoken many times about constructive dismissals. Uh, give us the difference between wrongful dismissal and constructive dismissal. So a constructive dismissal is simply a type of of wrongful dismissal. So a constructive dismissal and wrongful dismissal are the same thing. Constructive dismissal is a kind, a type of of wrongful dismissal. Now, a constructive dismissal, as a reminder, is a situation where you haven't actually been let go, but the company did something to you. They mistreated you, they harassed you, or they maybe they changed the terms of employment, and you decided to treat your employment as being at an end. So the company didn't terminate your employment. You decided to treat it as a termination because of something the company did. In that situation, the company still has to pay you severance. But because you've treated it as a termination, they haven't paid you anything, it's a wrongful dismissal. So a constructive dismissal and a wrongful dismissal really are the same thing. Uh, And if you've been constructively dismissed, if you're uh, being mistreated or harassed, or if your job terms have changed, your hours, your pay, etc., then you're allowed, if you choose to, to treat that as a termination of your employment and get the same amount of severance that you would have received if the company had let you go. And by the way, on pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, we also have a tool that allows you to find out if you've actually been constructively dismissed. Maybe something happened in the workplace and you're not sure. Wait a second. Is this a constructive dismissal? Is it not? Well, no need to wonder anymore. Simply go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and you can find out there in seconds, literally, whether your your situation is a constructive dismissal, if it's not, and of course, you have the option, if you want to contact me directly from pocketemploymentlawyer.ca so that I can actually help you get what you wrote. And you can also call here now. Call the station. This live call-in show, 604-280-9898. You know, you got that little thing, that little thing at the bottom, that deadline in a severance package, and by the time you figure it out, if you've been wrongfully dismissed, the package will expire. What do you say about that? Right. I, I get that all the time. So, okay, Lior, I need to find out if I've been wrongfully dismissed. I need to find out if I'm owed more. But there's this deadline. And, you know, who has time to do any of this? Because my my package expires Friday. Today is uh, Wednesday, whatever. So I, I, I don't have time. I'm just going to accept the package. No, please, please don't ever do that. Remember, I've said this before and our regular listeners know this. That deadline is meaningless. That deadline in your severance package, that Friday or Tuesday or whatever the deadline is, it matters not at all, okay? It does not matter. Your rights don't expire Friday. Your rights don't expire Tuesday. Your rights, in fact, don't expire for two years. So that deadline is meaningless. The only time a deadline would be relevant is if a company is offering you more than what they should be paying you, in which case you want to accept it before they, they change their mind. I can tell you, John, that I've been doing this for 18 years, and I, I maybe I've seen one time in 18 years a situation where the company's actually offering more. You don't have to worry wow. about that. 
in most cases, the company is offering you a heck of a lot less and saying you better accept this uh, bad offer by Friday. And, you know, my example that I like to use, John, if I said to you, you know, I know I owe you $100, but I'm only going to pay you 50 but I'm only going to pay you 50 if you sign by Friday. Otherwise, I'm not going to pay you. What would yeah. you say to me then? Yeah, not happening. Not, not happening. happening. Not happening because no. I owe you $100. What, the same no. thing with severance. If you're owed 12 months pay and the company is offering you 7 but you only get that 7 by if you sign by Friday, your answer should be thanks but no thanks because – Guess what? You owe me 12 months. So don't worry about that deadline. You can feel free to disregard that deadline. It doesn't matter. It's a pressure tactic. So don't fall for it. 604-280-9898. Still plenty of time. It's only 438 in the afternoon. So we're here live until just before 5 o'clock. People know now that a wrongful dismissal, they know what that is. So they come to you to resolve it. How difficult is it? Probably one of the main reasons people don't come to me or really to anyone to have their wrongful dismissal case resolved is because they think, wait, you know, it's going to take too long. It's going to cost too much. It's going to be too complicated. And you know what? If it took a long time and if it was complicated and if it cost a lot, I would agree with you. Who would ever want to do that, right? I wouldn't. Here's the thing. Here's the truth. A wrongful dismissal situation, a wrongful dismissal case is not complicated does not take long to resolve, and it doesn't cost much. Usually can resolve within a few weeks, and it can resolve without going to court. Going to court is a, is a dirty word when it comes to wrongful dismissal. It's just not something you even think of because you don't need to. It can resolve quickly, and, and in most cases, there's so many options in terms of payment. You, that's not really something you have to worry about. So please, don't let the process scare you. You're, instead, you should be scared about not getting what you're legally owed. You can resolve it very quickly on good terms. This is not a, a divorce proceeding that can go on for years. This is not a criminal matter that can go on for years. Employment disputes and specifically wrongful dismissals resolve quickly. 604-280-9898 is the number to use to call in. Benny, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Uh, very good. i got a question for your guest. Sure. Uh, Let's say you get you got laid off in March and you applied for CERB and you collected for four months or 16 weeks there. Um, I believe on unemployment insurance you're, you collect up to eight or nine months. What happens after the CERB ends? Do you reapply for unemployment insurance or what? Yes. So if, if the CERB has ended and if you're not back at work, then yes, you apply for employment insurance and then you can transfer out into that. And the time that you spent on the CERB, the, the 16 weeks, does not actually count towards your EI time. So you have your EI on top of that. That, of course, assumes you're not back at work and that you otherwise qualify for EI, that you have enough hours. But that's exactly what you do, Benny. Okay, so what you're telling me is that the time that you collected your CERB that it doesn't apply to the unemployment insurance. Your employment insurance starts off fresh. Fresh. After the CERB ends. Yeah, you got it. It starts fresh. Okay. That's exactly. Great. So it's one on Thank top of all. the other. Yeah. Thanks, Benny. Appreciate that. You want to follow up with any more information, you can do it. Here's the number to get a hold of Lior and his team, 604 283 3123, but we're going back to the phones. We love going to the phones. Top priority. Uh, Nicholas, same Nicholas or a different Nicholas? Good afternoon. Same one. Hey, what's up? You're back. I uh, was wondering who pays yep. me my severance. 
Good question. Your employer. Your employer pays you your severance. So they have to actually keep paying me for, what, nine months or whatever it is? Yep, absolutely, and it could be more. Uh, depending on, on how long you've worked there and the age you have at the time they let you go, it could be as much as two years' pay. But absolutely, your employer has to pay your severance. And Are you unionized, Nicholas? And who would I go to if they didn't pay me? So, Nicholas, uh, John was asking, and it's a good question, are you part of a union? No. Okay. okay. So, who, if they don't pay you, you, you go to me. That's what I do. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm talking about. So, if, you're, if your company lets you go and says, here's nine weeks instead of nine months, for example, you give me a call, I, I do what I do, and get you the, the payment that you're owed. Make sense? So really, really, there there's no uh, government uh, thing that does this. this no, this, this is nothing to do with the government, Nicholas. Absolutely yeah. not. So if you're let yeah, go, yeah. give me a call. Yeah, you don't want to go there. You know, that's actually he kind of raised a good point. Is you know, most people would automatically go right to the government for severance. They're the ones, you know, employment standards branch, that's where I go for my severance. That's a good point you brought up, right? They cannot. The the, the employment yeah. standards branch, the government of BC can only get you your minimum entitlements, your minimum entitlements. That means it's only a small portion of what you're actually owed. So, no, it, it, it's like uh, if you're owed um, $200,000, why would you go to a small claims court where it's 35000 You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 they just yeah. simply can't help you. So if you're let go, the reality is you have to actually go speak with an employment lawyer. Like I said, happy to talk to you. If you don't like me, then speak to another employment lawyer. But that's what you do. Take a short break. Get to more of your phone calls. Uh, bring it on, 604-280-9898. You can send an email along as well. We'll try to get to a couple of those before we wrap for the afternoon. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always at your disposal, 24-7, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Right back at it. Don't go anywhere. Employment Law Show, CKNW. It is 4.45, and welcome back to the show. Yeah, it's 604-280-9898. That is the way to uh, to call through and get some uh, some answers and learn some stuff on a uh, Sunday afternoon. Hey, Julie, thanks for uh, thanks for standing by for a moment. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Great. What's, uh, what's, uh, what's your concern? So I got laid off because of the COVID, and then when I got called back, uh, they, I got called back to a different position with different hours and less wage. I didn't sign anything yet, though, but I have gone back for two weeks. Okay. Uh, and has your employer given you any indication as to how long this uh, these changes are going to be for? Until it gets busy. Okay. So here's what you, you need to consider. Uh, an employer does not have a, a right to make significant changes to terms of employment. The concern here is this, that if you continue working for too much longer under these new terms, two things can happen. Number one is that can be your new reality, all right? Meaning that you, you, you're, you may not have your job changed back to the way it was. Uh, there's no obligation unless there's an agreement. There's no obligation for the employer to change things back. And number two is by allowing these changes to happen, you may give the employer the right to make other changes in the future. So those are not good things. Now, one of the options that you have right now is to treat these changes as a constructive dismissal. Essentially to say that by changing my job or my hours, it's as if you've let me go, and therefore, employer, you have to pay me severance. 
My best advice, Julie, is find out, ask some questions, see if you can get a sense from your employer how long this is expected to last from their perspective. Uh, and, and if it seems like it's indefinite, you have to make a decision. Do you accept this and continue working? And then there's those issues that I've talked about. Or do you want to treat this as a constructive dismissal? Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. So what is a constructive dismissal? It means I'm, I don't work there anymore then. Correct. Now, how long have you been there? Uh, almost nine years. Uh, and obviously, it's, uh, there's no union? No. So, you know, depending on a number of factors, you could be owed anywhere from seven to eight to even 10 months pay. So that's what would be at stake for you if you decide to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Your employer may owe you that amount of compensation, but that's what it would mean. The concern is if you continue working, these changes may be your new reality, and then you can have to deal with even more changes down the road. Okay. All right. Okay. Julie, I'm going to let you, let you stew on that for a little bit, but uh, if you want to reach out to Lior, 604-283-3123 at a later time after the show and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Isn't it also reality, though, if she accepts it and decides to stay there, and then three months from now they decide to let her go because things don't get that much better. Now her new reality is what she's going to get paid her severance on, no? Yeah, exactly. If they cut her pay, and I was talking about the right at the top of the show, uh, yep. if they cut her pay and then they let her go, then potentially they could get away with paying her severance based on the reduced amount. So the problem with an employer making changes and you accepting it is there's all kinds of bad things that can happen. That's why is is not as attractive as an idea it is, constructive dismissal. Sometimes it is the best option. 604-280-9898. That is the number you want to use to call in and ask your questions. It gets cleared up rather quickly. You get some uh, some clear vision for sure. Damien, thank you for standing by. Good afternoon. Oh, hi. Uh, my question was if uh, if I settle for a severance with my employer, do employers typically give a large lump sum for those, say, six months and give that to you and you pay perhaps even large taxes on it? Or do they typically uh, deposit every month as if for the next six months as if, as if you're working there? So th- that's something that we negotiate with the employer. Some some employers prefer one over the other, but oftentimes we, we negotiate something that makes the most sense. And you know, oftentimes what I would try to do is to say, let's get some of the money payable in the next calendar year just to offset some of the taxes. But that's yeah. that's something that's negotiable. That's why it's so important to actually get that legal advice because not only can you get more severance, the severance that you're owed, but also help you structure it in a way that reduces the tax liability. Uh, but either way is legal, but it is something that's it's always negotiated. Okay, I see. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thank Amy. you, Damien. Appreciate uh, your time. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. You know, thinking about that, though, between pay continuance and a lump sum for severance, seeing they're the same amount, is there a situation or what would be the situation where you lean over to clients and say, you know what, we got to get a lump sum for this, you'll be better off. Is is there, a, is there a reason why you'd want one as the other or at least push for one or the other? Well, you know, the reality is that unless your employer is uh, a major bank, uh, you you want to get your, your your money right now because you don't know what's going to happen to the company in the future, right? right? You don't want to be right. tied to that company. Listen, yeah. Sears went under a couple of years back. Do you know how many employees were on salary continuance and they were owed months and months pay and then they went bankrupt and guess what? They didn't get paid a dime. 
if they had gotten their severance back when they were let go, their full amount, that wouldn't be an issue. So, you know, the Royal Bank of Canada is not going anywhere. So I wouldn't be as concerned with the Royal Bank of Canada. But most employers, you know, I, I'd rather get paid now and not have to worry about what's going to happen 6, 8, 12, or 18 months from now with this company. Uh, not to have to worry that I'm not going to get my full severance. So, you know, there's value in getting payment now. Steve, we'll get to Steve's email. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Steve said, guys, I usually work around 50 hours of paid overtime a month. My company just decided to hire another employee. So from now on, I got no overtime. Can they do this? So here's the interesting thing, John. Even though it's really only overtime that's being affected, he is actually taking a pay cut. Yeah. He's taking a pay cut. It's as simple as that. Uh, he used to work a certain number of hours and get paid a certain amount of money. Now he's not going to get that. Now, I understand from the company's perspective, it may be actually cheaper for them to hire someone to do that work than to pay overtime for Steve. But legally speaking, that's still not something they're allowed to do. They're giving Steve a pay cut. So, Steve, what you can choose to do is you can obviously accept this, no question, and you can say, okay, well, I'm not going to work overtime or I'm going to work a lot less overtime. That's fine. Or you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. You can treat that as a termination of your employment and get your severance. Now, that may sound, sound surprising because they're not giving him an actual pay cut. They're not touching his salary, but it doesn't matter. Part of his compensation was 50 hours of overtime a month. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money. If now he's not going to get that, he's taking a massive pay cut. So that applies to everyone, by the way. If you used to have overtime, now it's taken away. If you used to have a consistent bonus, now it's taken away. If you used to get a certain amount of commission, now that's reduced. That is a pay cut. And a pay cut is generally not something your employer is allowed to do. Certainly if it's not, if it's more than 10%. If you are in that situation, you may have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal, not accept that, and instead get your severance. Leanne writes in, says, guys, my boss announced that company I work for is likely to shut down in the next year. Can I quit and get severance? This is a question I get very often. I know my employment is coming up, that more the termination of my employment is coming up. I don't want to wait till the last day. I want to just leave now with my severance. Here's the problem. The problem is if you leave before your last day, then you're considered to have resigned yeah. and then you don't get any severance. In fact, you don't get anything. Not only that, your record of employment would say that you've resigned, which would disqualify you from EI. Now, this may sound somewhat silly because, wait a second, the company is the one that told me they're letting me go. They just, they were going to do that in a couple of months. I don't want to wait a couple of months. Let's just, you know, call it a day now. If you decide to call it a day before the company decides to call it a day, that is a resignation. So you can't actually do that if you want to get severance. You can always quit if you want. If you found another job, no problem. But if you want to get your severance, you cannot leave before your actual last day of employment. Is that something you can pot the, the, the employee the employer knows they're you know they're wrapping it up? Uh, is that something you can maybe possibly negotiate for if you're an older employee been around longer, work six months and give me two months severance or something like that? You know what I mean? Everything is negotiable. All right, <laughs> everything is negotiable. Absolutely, and I've done that many times when uh, an employee was given a certain notice of termination and we went to the employer and said, "Tell you what, employer, he'll accept less. Just pay him." pay him now so he doesn't have to right. come back to work and the employer may accept it. But what you don't want to do is simply make the decision, you know what, I'm leaving and I'm sure I'll get severance. No, you can negotiate with the company, you can come to terms, 
but you can't decide to simply do it on your own and, and leave. If you leave before your last day, sure, you can do that. You haven't done anything illegal, but you won't get your severance. Last quick email. Chuck says, I've been trying to return back to work from a disability leave over the past month. Not getting any response from my employer. What do I do? Well, make sure that there's something in writing that you've contacted your employer, that there's proof that you've reached out to them. Email works great. If they won't respond to you, if they don't bring you back, that is a termination and potentially a human rights violation. A company can't ignore an employee on a medical leave. They can't avoid him. They can't, uh, you know, uh, decide not to respond to him. If they do that, that it's as if they've just terminated his employment. So, Chuck, if that's your situation, send that email. If they still don't respond, give me a call. We can get you severance, potentially human rights damages. A company is supposed to bring back an employee from a disability leave back to their same position. And that is, as they say, a wrap for the day. Appreciate all your phone calls and your time spent listening as well. You want to reach out, Natalie Orr and the team? No problem. 604-283-3123. Email address we use right there, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And any time you need a uh, employment lawyer by your side, say it's 3 in the morning. Not sure why you would, but if you do, that's okay. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is the robust website you definitely want to use and become familiar with. Absolutely free and anonymous, but there is contact at the top right if you need so. Appreciate all your time. We'll join you next time. Employment Law Show, CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.